Hi everyone, and welcome to my sauntering podcast. My name is Paul White, and I live in a gorgeous place called Weymouth. And this podcast is a collection of saunters that were born in lockdown, but it's also got some additional stuff which is just fresh, hot off the press. praying that you'll be really blessed and that God will speak into your heart as we take this journey together. So please go ahead and hit the subscribe button to keep updated with the very latest. Hi everyone and welcome to another sauntering podcast with me Paul White and today I'm really excited to once again this time in fact to be joined in person by my friend Raf Ottinger and he's originally from Germany, then he's from England, and now he's working in Norway as a church planter, and we had an interview via Zoom before, but now I'm really thrilled, Raf, to welcome you here in person. Thank you so much for letting me be here in your studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my state-of-the-art studio, <laughs> with bikes hanging up and all sorts of things. So, um, Raf has spent a few days with us in England and with Leonie and his children. It's been absolutely wonderful to catch up, very inspiring. And I know Raph's um, time with us is very precious and we really appreciate it. Um, but Raph was saying something the other day which really struck me. And so Raph, I just want to put it to you again. You said something along the lines of we need to be satisfied with this world but dissatisfied with Jesus Mm. and I thought wow that's a very opposite way of looking at it than I've heard it expressed before I've heard people say we need to be dissatisfied with this world so that we find our satisfaction in him but you said a very different thing could you just Mm. unpack that for us and open that up what was your thinking behind that statement because it is absolutely fascinating yes um so i've been thinking about my own life and i just realized that i feel in myself i have a certain degree or a certain amount that i can give towards contenting contending for something like Uh striving for something really going for something and i realized the more i'm content with earthly things the more i'm earthly content the more i'm happy with my life the more i have room to really go after and really be dissatisfied with with um, spiritual things so i've been thinking about spiritual dissatisfaction and earthly contentment and um, i realized that i find mostly in the world that um, people have a huge amount of earthly dissatisfaction right they're not happy with their job they're not happy with the finances they're not happy with the political situation they're not happy with the family they're not Mm -hmm. happy how the church is being led they're not happy so many things and that is emotionally draining isn't it yeah if you're surrounded by things that really challenge you that really you think go wrong you're dissatisfied with a lot of things that affect you on a day-to-day basis that is very emotionally like Draining. So that would be like the topic of conversation 
Yes. You know, whenever they would meet with somebody, it would be like, oh, the yes. price of fuel has gone up again, yes. you know, yes. like yes. gas prices. Through and the even roof. like maybe deeper things like, oh, my job is not really right. fulfilling me and mm-hmm. this and that. Like it could even be deeper, but also that. And um, then I realized I feel like a lot of people then because they're emotionally so um, have used the capacity of dissatisfaction in spiritual things, they are just so mellow because they spend so much energy on trying to fix earthly things and make finding their joy and their fulfillment and their stimuli and their excitement in, in earthly things and really going after them that there's no room for really going after the things of the spirit and really being discontent with with. Uh, what God is doing in your life. Maybe you read the Bible and you see things and you see, I want more. But then you realize if I want more, I live in this discrepancy between what I want to see and what I am in, which again, emotionally can be challenging. So I'd rather just be... So I won't think about that. I won't devote any energy to worrying about whether I could be in a better place with God because I've got all this other stuff. Yes, and as long as I go to church on a Sunday... And maybe it's even a church where I worship and I feel some kind of excitement. And maybe it's even a church where the preacher preaches a sermon that's really good. As long as I do that, as long as I feel like I'm following my Christian principles, I'm at least okay. Wow. But where, like, I, I realized in my own life, um, sometimes I talk to people and they always said, when you go to a conference, they say, like, go with expectation. Mm-hmm. Like have high expectations. Yeah, yeah. And people always said, oh, my expectations were never, um, disapp- I was never disappointed. Like God was always meeting my expectation. He was wow. always like, he always even over, how do you say they, um, he went beyond. Over and, and beyond. Yes. Yeah. And then I thought about my own life and I was like, my expectations were almost never met. <laughs> yeah. I was always going home and be like, well, I'm, s- I didn't have this craziness. I didn't have this and this experience. I didn't like, I thought maybe there would be even more. Yeah. And of course I look back and I'm like, I'm super thankful and I see what God was doing. And maybe it also had to do that. I was having expectation that were too precise, but at the same time, I do generally see that I went into conferences, seminars, schools, different things with this massive expectation of this is the Bible and this is what I want to see. And I think over the course of my life, I realized this is, it's hard to live in a spiritual dissatisfaction all the time and sometimes i'm challenged to kind of be let's just do church like everyone does church Mm -hmm. let's just pray like everyone prays let's Mm -hmm. not go like it can be the top yeah let's not go over the top let's just do the christian thing like everyone does it but then i'm like i'm reading the bible i'm like no i rather die dissatisfied in my spiritual reality not unhappy but dissatisfied be like I want more. Yes. So, right, let me just try and make that into a really simple statement. So it's not that you're frustrated with God or disappointed in him, but yet you're so hungry for him, Mm. for more of him, that you're still dissatisfied. Yes, yes, I think that is it. Yes, I I, I see God and I see his, even the opposite, I'm not disappointed in him, I see his holliness you certainly goodness yeah you don't come across as a guy who's disappointed with god not not at all all. but i see the standard he has and i i see i think that is the standard he has for me right but i don't always see it in my life yeah but that doesn't make me 
lower the standard that I think he wants, but I rather right. live in that discrepancy, in that contenting disc- discrepancy, yeah. in that in that contenting contending for it, yeah. than settling for something less. Really good. And that kind of, I can only do that if I'm content with my life. So I'm content in my family. So Paul, the apostle, says, I've learned the secret of contentment, yeah. doesn't he? Does. And he says, whatever situation I'm in, whether I'm actually rolling in cash yeah. for a season or whether I'm actually feeling like pretty pinched, yes. he said, I've learned the secret of being content in yes. every, any and every situation. And I think that is exactly the key. Like he, he was just content. I love that English word content because we don't have it in other languages. But it, for me, it just transfers this meaning of I'm just I'm I'm content I'm, I'm, I'm yeah yeah I'm not like there's nothing on my I like people talk about having a bucket list don't yes. they of things they want to yeah, do yeah. before they die yes. or kick the bucket and yeah. and it's like these things these unfulfilled desires mm. I don't really have any yes. my unfulfilled yes. desire is to see the glory yes. of God Amen. Expressed yes. on the face yes. of the earth in a way yes. that no one can yes. kind of argue with. Yes, and I, I see that like now in my life. So I'm I'm a, I have a family with two kids, and we're missionaries in Norway, mm-hmm. and I'm living on the farm, and we have a lot of dreams for this farm, and, and yeah. there's a lot of potentiality, and there's so much uh, different components coming together which could make this place. Uh, and just a, a huge place of impact and yeah. and spiritual um, influence and 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 but right now it's just a farm. Right now there's a lot of still like things that have to be done and the business are still growing the farming business and there's still a lot of stuff happening and but we still live the life. I'm already a, a, a father. I'm already a employer employee employer employee. I'm already a friend. I'm already I'm there. Yeah. And once I said to, to Leonie, to my wife, and I said, if we never see revival breakout, if we never see the masses come, if we never see, if we just do church here, we meet with this eight, ten people, and we have this amazing worship, and we see the presence uh-huh. of God. Yeah. And I'm the father of my children, and they grow up here, and I'm a friend of the other families who live there. We live in community, and we eat pizza together. If that is all... It's okay. That's okay. I'm happy. I'm good. content. Yeah. I don't need more. Sure. But at the same time, I'm like, I need to see God break in. And that's yeah. this, maybe it even sounds like, oh, you just um, contradicted yourself. Yeah. But I don't know if people, I hope people understand, like, at the same time, I'm so dissatisfied. And I'm like, yeah. I, I am here to see heaven break in. Yeah. In a spiritual sense, I am here that people will be set free. And sometimes I meet people and I talk to them and I'm like, I can see how there's so much freedom still that has to break in. And I'm like, I gave up living with my grandparents, like living that my children live with their grandparents. I gave up an amazing community in England. And I'm like, I didn't give that up for nothing. I give that up and I willingly and joyfully give that up if I see heaven break in. Come on. And I will pursue that till the end. Yeah, yeah. So... It's this both end. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because um, Moses, the great man of God, said, yeah. satisfy me in the morning with yes. your unfailing love. So yes. in a sense, he was coming to God and drinking deeply of God's unfailing love and yes. getting his own personal inner needs met. But 
yet there was this mission and this call on his life to lead the people mm. of the Israelite nation mm. through the wilderness into the promised land. But of course, mm. he never actually got to do that. And mm. so much of the time he was dealing with the frustrations yeah. of rebellious people mm. and trying to lead people who didn't want to be led at times. Mm. And there's this kind of like sense in which he learned how to be filled with God. And yet he still had this deep hunger to see the purposes of God really come to fruition with this nation of Israel. And in the end, he gets to look up from the mountaintop, doesn't he, and see the promised land. But he doesn't actually get to go in it himself, which is always seems a bit sad for me. But there's that kind of sense in which, like, whoa, he's he is kind of satisfied in God, but yet he's deeply hungry for more as well, isn't he? Yes, and I, I think Moses, for me, is this amazing example where the situation where he is in the desert and God says, I will not go with you. I will send an angel. And he says, no, I rather stay here with you yeah. than go with an angel into the promised land. So <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking incredible. like Moses is basically saying, I rather fail as a leader. Wow. I fail my calling, which was to lead the people into the promised land, mm-hmm. even though I have an angel with me, but I rather fail and be with God, mm. be in the presence, then that I go, look like, oh, I fulfilled my mission, but I have left God. And I think that is exactly it. Yeah. It's like he was so, so dissatisfied with being with an angel, which is already a good thing, that he said, I have to be, I have to have the real deal. Wow. And I think sometimes like we, we have church where we are, we do things and I'm, I'm really content, I'm really happy but at the same time, I, have, I want to die at the end of my life and say, he went for the real deal. And even if yeah. I don't reach it, I'm not thinking about only my life. I think we have to start thinking about generations. And Moses yes, did that. Yes, that's really Joshua. good, actually. And, and I'd, rather di- I'd rather die at the end, having <laughs> not reached what I lived for, but being a person who at least showed people that we can hunger for more and then other people reach it that I live a life where I'm like, I just settle for, let's just settle for something that is reachable hmm. and that is like, that doesn't cause so much turmoil in my yeah. heart and in my spirit. And I have to constantly ask myself, is it really possible? Mm. And I'm, I'm reading the Bible. I'm like this, I want to, like yeah. sometimes I read Acts and, and then I, I, I'm, I'm very young still, but I have experienced certain things and I have seen church and I'm like, is it even possible? Can we even go for acts of apostles in the Western yeah. world where people just are different? And sometimes it would be so easy to say, no, it's yeah. not possible. There's principles we can learn and things are different now. But even saying it is it revolves in me. Awful, and, yes, it? Yeah. And I'm like, no, like, I have yeah. to go for it. Yeah. And yeah. I think Moses is an absolute amazing example in that. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with you, Raph. I think like we have set out to be um, a New Testament church in in that we pursue all of the gifts of the Spirit. We mm-hmm. want to see all of the ministries of apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, administrator, miracle worker, the whole shebang. We want to see all of those things in operation. 
And it absolutely it would be easier to say, well, why don't we just settle for a nicely organised church that works well and kind of runs well and is smooth and everything. Mm. But the minute you start trying to say, well, actually, what's more important is the manifest, the visible, tangible presence of God. That's more important. You start to you kind of immediately put yourself into the realm I mean, I've been sorry. I'm changing the subject, but I've been to I've been to go and pray for people in hospital who are dying, and I thought, what other job do you get where you your job is to go and pray for somebody who's dying to be healed, mm. to actually not die? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think like we've made it on one hand impossible mm. because without a miracle, yes. none of it's going to work. So, but at the same time, that's the God we believe in, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And then the question is, if nothing happens, what do you do with it? What happens to my faith? Yes. Do you, do you lower your theology and maybe next time you don't go and pray for, he- for healing, but you go f- and pray for a good farewell mm. or something? Yeah. And, and, and I think every, every step where um, our spiritual hunger is met, we can either fuel our dissatisfaction in the sense of I have to go even more after God. Yeah. I have to go on my knees and I, I I still hold to the standard of truth that I see. Mm. Or we say, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I have to lower my expectation. I have to lower my faith in God. I have yeah. to and and I think it's a day it's an almost weekly decision. Every time you face with frustration, every time you see people like not getting along and, and then you're like can we really live in community yeah can we really do this <laughs> and i think sadly there is there has been uh and i'm probably there probably may always be a bunch of people who have formed have kind of shifted their theology to mm. cope with their disappointment mm. and so the fact that they prayed for this or mm. this person it didn't happen God didn't come through for them as mm. they'd hoped he would. Mm. And then they shift their theology and scale down their expectations until we end up with a theology of defeat rather than yes. of yes. expectation in the supernatural, yes. That's so true. all-powerful yes. God, yeah. Yes. And I think one thing is like your heart from a worldly perspective is so much easier to be kept clean, not clean, to be kept in a in a stable state if you are not striving for the impossible if you're not yeah. going for what you see in the bible like it's so much easier to keep your heart out of frustration like if i don't expect you to be my unconditionally loving brother once you disappoint me i won't be so it's like oh it's just paul no problem no problem if i don't build close relationship to you you won't hurt me so much mm. if i don't pray for the dead person, you won't be healed, then I, I have one frustration less. So it's much easier to keep your heart, in a sense, pure, because you don't expose your heart to a lot of fights and and contents and different things. Mm-hmm. But then we try to keep our heart pure through our own worldly methods. Yeah. Where rather I'm like, I want to expose my heart to constant... Um, arrows and constant battle because then my heart naturally speaking will either be a broken frustrated heart or i will come daily to jesus yeah and let 
him fill my heart with his love yes which is anyway only the solution like i have to be filled with his love yeah. i cannot love through my own strength i have to be filled with his unconditional yeah. love but when i live a life that i have under control through my own storing and managing then it seems like my heart is okay but it's actually broken the same but it seems okay and i don't yeah. come to god for uh god i need your unconditional love to yeah. fill me and i think that's why it's even so important to expose your heart to battles yeah so that he that god can fill it with his yeah. love i was talking to someone today and they were saying that you know often pastors look like careworn because they've been exposed to a lot of difficult mm. battles and this kind of thing and they said to me very kindly you don't look like that you're you, that's not how mm. you come across and I, and i don't feel it i feel like i've been through a lot of battles and i've learned a lot of things but there is still in me every day this desperate clinging to jesus so i come to him in the morning and i'm like jesus you know without you i can't even do this i can't even live a remotely respectable christian life mm. if you're not empowering me by your spirit and mm. I have to say, some days when I pray, I think, did I pray? Did God hear me? Was I just wandering around the kitchen muttering like a fool? Mm. Or, uh, and other days, it's like he's there. In mm. the, you know, and it's like so... But the, it's a bit like, I think it's a bit like, for me, eating a meal. Sometimes you have a meal and you eat it mm. and you can't remember necessarily mm. even the next day what you had mm. but some days those meals are so memorable you mm. want to tell everyone about mm. this amazing food you had and and i think it's like that sometimes mm. with my interactions with jesus when i pray on a personal you know my personal relationship with him it's like sometimes it's one of those moments where you kind of stagger out of his presence and mm. get on with the day and you feel like you could hug everybody mm. And other days where it's kind of a bit more yeah. kind yeah. of just sustaining, but not yeah. hasn't been memorable. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so. Yes, that's the Christian walk, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic, Raf. Well, I shall call you again probably by Zoom next time yes. and we'll talk about some more interesting insights. But is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Um I think one thing that really helped me to be so content in earthly things and be so dissatisfied, dissatisfied in spiritual things is that I always try to go after the real deal and not just be okay with a copy. And uh, so that's just one thing that came to mind now, into my mind now, which I had this picture of um, I was drawing a lion and it looked absolutely terrible. It would probably look good if you draw it, but I'm a terrible drawer. And any time we make a copy of the real thing, we can put it into our pocket and be like, ah, this is a line. <laughs> but I will never be true to the original, right? So if I create something that's I can put into my pocket, this right. is how God is. I make a copy of God. That's why the Ten Commandments says, or like in yeah. in, in there it says, like, don't make a, an image of God. Yeah. It's because you won't be true to the real thing. Yeah. So I think that's so important in that kind of walk of dissatisfaction and contentment is like don't create a copy of God, a copy of the Bible theology, a copy of belief system that you can easily put into your pocket and when things mm -hmm. go well you look it up. But actually if I look up my drawn line is uh, is absolutely horrific and has almost nothing to do with a line. 
And that happens to our view of Very God good. so easily, mm-hmm. rather than saying, I need to see the line in real. I need to see God in real. Yeah. That's what you said. Like, I have to, I have to, I can't just draw up, this is what I experienced back then with God, and this is what I believe about God. And when it's difficult, I put up those things, but I have to encounter God yeah, in reality. It. And that means right. effort. Yeah. For example, seeing a line in real, every time you need to see a line, it's easier to Google it, but if you actually want to see it, it is a lot of effort. Yeah. And sometimes with God, it's like actually we have to leave our place where we are now and go to another place. We have to, yes. in our heart, do that, physically do that. And I think then we come into that place where we don't let our spiritual life be just bordered in and boxed in, but actually be in an open space where dissatisfaction leads to hunger rather than to frustration. Very, very good. So excellent. Just a wow. Just pray for us, Raph, before you close. God, I thank you so much that you are the one who is drawing us and you are so perfect, so holy, so good. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we so easily feel overwhelmed by the things you have called us to do, but you, you don't call us to do things that we're not able to follow. And when I read the Bible, I just see, I'm just amazed and I want to repent in my whole life. I just settle for things that are less than what you have for my life. And I ask you for anyone listening that you will just stir up a hunger in us, that we will be so hungry for more of you, God, so dissatisfied with our spiritual status quo, and that we will just go for more, whatever the cost. And at the same time, that we will just be so content, even we don't have the perfect job, We don't have the perfect Instagram profile. Mm -hmm. We don't have the perfect reputation in town. Mm -hmm. We don't have the perfect car. Things are difficult, but that we just say, God, you are enough. Yeah. If I never see the breakthrough, you are still enough, but I still go for the breakthrough. Jesus, I ask you that you will create that heart in us and fill that heart with your love. Yes, Lord. We need you. I need you so much. Yes, Lord. Let us be in that state of desperation. Beautiful desperation. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Excellent. Thank you so much, Raf. God bless you, everyone. See you again soon. I am super excited to be able to recommend to you my book, The Christing. It's a whole adventure of digging deep into the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, exploring stories that may be familiar to us, but just seeing how the power and the beautiful, rich treasure of the Holy Spirit is there on every single page. And my desire as I share my own stories is that we would get caught up in that adventure together of a life pursuing the supernatural God where anything becomes possible when we're full of his Holy Spirit. And so my prayer for you as you read this book is that you'll get excited to embark on your own voyage of discovery with him, but more than anything else that you would fall more in love with Jesus. So please, if you have not got a copy, do buy one. You can get it online on all the major um, online bookstores, including Amazon, Eden and others. You can buy it from Christian bookshops. 
uh, or you can message me and get your own signed copy there you go but do like it and review it because that really really does help thank you so much <laughs>